0: reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, the desert and the parched land will exult. The steppe will rejoice and bloom. They will bloom with abundant flowers and rejoice with joyful song. The glory of Lebanon will be given to them, the splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the hands that are feeble. Make firm the knees that are weak. Say to those whose hearts are frightened, be strong, fear not, here is your God. He comes with vindication. With divine recompense, he comes to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened, the ears of the deaf be cleared. Then will the lame leap like a stag. Then the tongue of the mute will sing. Streams will burst forth in the desert, rivers in the steppe. The burning sands will become pools, and the thirsty ground springs of water. The abode where jackals lurk will be a marsh for the reed and papyrus. A highway will be there, called the holy way. No one unclean may pass over it, nor fools go astray on it. No lion will be there, nor beast of prey go up to be met upon it. It is for those with a journey to make. And on it the redeemed will walk. Those whom the Lord has ransomed will return and enter Zion singing, crowned with everlasting joy. They will meet with joy and gladness. Sorrow and mourning will flee. The word of the Lord. Our God will come to save us. I will hear what God proclaims, the Lord, for he proclaims peace to his people. Near indeed is his salvation to those who fear him, glory dwelling in our land. Kindness and truth shall meet, justice and peace shall kiss. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and justice shall look down from heaven. The Lord himself will give his benefits, our land shall yield its increase, justice shall walk before him, and salvation along the way of his steps. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. One day as Jesus was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law, who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, were sitting there, and the power of the Lord was with him for healing. Some men brought on a stretcher a man who was paralyzed. They were trying to bring him in and set him in his presence. But not finding a way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on the stretcher through the tiles into the middle in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, As for you, your sins are forgiven. Then the scribes and Pharisees began to ask themselves, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who but God alone can forgive sins? Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them in reply, What are you thinking in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the one who was paralyzed, I say to you, Rise, pick up your stretcher, and go home. He stood up immediately before them, picked up what he had been lying on, and went home, glorifying God. Then astonishment seized them all, and they glorified God. And struck with awe, they said, We have seen incredible things today. The Gospel of the Lord. St. Nicholas was born in Asia Minor, now known as Turkey. He was made bishop right when the Roman Emperor Diocletian ramped up his persecution of Christians in the beginning of the 4th century. That landed the bishop, Nicholas, in prison. There are many legendary tales of Nicholas which speak to his character and holiness and zeal for the faith. We cannot vouch for the authenticity of all the tales, but we do know, but what we know is that from early times, St. Nicholas was held in universal popularity Nicholas's wealthy parents brought him up well, but died when he was still young, leaving Nicholas a large inheritance, which he devoted to works of charity. One of the more famous stories told is of a man in a nearby city that lost all his money. He had three daughters to support and could not find them husbands because of his poverty. So the wretched man decided to turn his daughters over to prostitution. Nicholas got wind of this and under cover of darkness threw a bag of gold through an open window. Here was a dowry for the oldest daughter and she was married off. Then at intervals, Nicholas did the same for the second and third daughters. The third time, the father was on the watch and overwhelmed his benefactor with gratitude. St. Nicholas took part in the Council of Nicaea in 325 AD. This council is famous for giving us the Nicene Creed that we say at Holy Mass on Sundays. The council's chief aim was to refute Arianism, a wicked heresy started by a, a flamboyant priest from Egypt named Arius, who claimed that Christ was not God, but a creature tradition has it that Nicholas lost control at the council and punched Arius in the face, which landed Nicholas in jail again. Nicholas died in Myra, the capital city in the south of Asia Minor on the sea. About 700 years later, the Muslims overtook the city and Nicholas's relics were snuck out to Italy. But devotion to Nicholas in the West was known long before his relics got there. In medieval England alone, there were 400 churches dedicated to St. Nicholas. But the greatest devotion to him was, in of all places, Russia. Nicholas, along with St. Andrew, is the co-patron of Russia. In the West, Nicholas became the patron of children, most likely due to his rescue of the three daughters the protestant north european countries of germany, switzerland and the netherlands they began giving presents to children at christmas time in nicholas's name so gift giving at christmas is not really a, a catholic tradition in america dutch protestants they carried the custom over to new amsterdam which later became New York. Due to the Protestant disdain for saints, the Protestants turned the Popish saint with his mitre and crozier into a Nordic magician called Santa Claus. St. Claus in Dutch. Saint Nicholas.